Did you know that there are five key biohacks to start to do right now to reduce your body's inflammation, to slow cellular aging, and of course, reduce oxidative stress status. I even just recently wrote a paper on this. Check out my recent research articles over at theschoolofradiance.com. Head on over to the research tab. And while you're there, be sure to book your one-on-one -on -one session with me, if you haven't yet already, for even more customized skin and rejuvenation guidance, as well as some biohacking and detox protocols that I personally do myself. Don't forget to check out my free 30-minute masterclass over at theschoolofradiance.com. Check out the freebie section, enjoy that video, and also enjoy today's episode on the School of Radiance podcast. Welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed. I'm an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses as well, celebrity skin expert, having been featured on some of the world's top proactive aging podcasts and much, much more. Learn more at rachelvarga.ca and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me here on this live recording on the Rachel Varga podcast. And in today's episode, we are going to share a few tips for staying faster, fitter, and happier with discussions on heart math, forest therapy, and healthy aging tips. Okay, this is sure to be a favorite episode here on the show because heart math, forest therapy, healthy aging tips, come on, those are some of my three favorite things to talk about here on the show with you all. And as you know, I'm a bit of a nature wilderness junkie. I love a little bit of adventure. So let's bring that into the conversation as well today. Be, sh be sure to subscribe here on the Rachel Varga official YouTube channel and hit the bell so that you know when new episodes are dropped and also hit those bell notifications so that you know when I go live next. Go ahead and leave a review on the Rachel Varga podcast. I just recently posted a whole bunch of amazing reviews. I literally have the best clients in the world. Thank you so much, all of you who are taking this journey with me of just wanting to look and feel our best and be our most radiant versions on the inside and out. It's a pretty fun journey and we're all just taking it together because I learn as you learn and all sorts of things. This beautiful send and receive relationship. Let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. We have Angie Gallagher here. She is a national board certified functional medicine health and wellness coach, a registered clinical exercise physiologist, and a certified heart math practitioner. Amazing. If you don't know about heart math, don't worry. We're going to fill you in, in today's episode because it's awesome. Some of the research about it. She has worked clinically with heart patients for 25 years and has worked in functional medicine for over three years. She has learned what works and what doesn't work to reinstill health and well-being. She has helped hundreds of clients lose weight, rediscover their health and vitality, and feel years younger. Who doesn't want to feel years younger? I will actually just share a little bit behind the scenes here. My biological age is younger than my chronological age. So what I share here works actually. I've done a couple tests to uh, corroborate that. Personally, Angie has discovered ultra trail running in her late 40s and ran her first ultra trail marathon at age 50. She's stronger, faster, fitter, and happier than any other time in her life. And before Angie and I started recording, she was saying this to me. And I'm like, you know what? Actually, I do feel just today getting ready. So like, I feel really good. And 
you know, this has been a, a bit of a tumultuous time as of the last uh, little while. So it, it's nice when you kind of find your groove and ways to promote your health and vitality. So Angie is passionate about getting more people outside, engaging with nature, hugging trees. This is why we were friends and building their confidence through hiking and running. She is excited about teaching busy, hardworking women how to eat healthier even with a busy schedule, she works to help clients address all areas of their health and well-being through optimizing diet, sleep, nutrition, breathing, stress management, and joyful movement. Today, we have Angie in the house. How are you, Angie? How's your day going? Mm -hmm. Oh, I am doing great. I'm so happy to be on the show, Rachel. Uh, this is super exciting for me. So it's a great day. <laughs> Wonderful. And I loved going through your bio and we're kind of like, we're just across the pond from one another. We're actually pretty close by. Right. So we should certainly after this arrange a, a nature hangout. Oh, I would and love that. Yeah, we'll, we'll hop in the Land Rover. We'll have a little four by four adventure. We'll see lots of animals and hug all the trees. Oh, I'm there. <laughs> That's basically what I do on my days off. <laughs> Sounds amazing. And, and before we started recording, we, we actually had a really cool conversation talking about how a lot of women actually live for the weekend. A lot of men and women, they just work the grind. They live for the weekend. And it's like, no, I live, I live for the now. And I think we're seeing just like a really big shift in how we're living. And I can't wait to share with everybody tuning in here some of the things that Angie and I do to show up the way that we do, feel the way that we do, and help you also feel faster, fitter, and happier. So tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, kind of how you started out, what got you into all this amazingness. Okay, well, I um, I guess I've always been a healthy um, sort of fitness and health-minded uh, person. Growing up, um, I my parents were into some fitness things, and so I was introduced to it early. And so I went into exercise physiology um, in undergrad and then decided I wanted to help people who were struggling with health issues. So I discovered cardiac rehab and then went back and got my master's degree in clinical exercise science and worked for 23 years in cardiac rehab. And um, for a long time, that was really, really rewarding. And I felt like I was really helping people. But after a while, I started seeing this revolving door, patients that were just coming back again, their second heart attack, they're, you know, having more stents put in, they're having, now they're having bypass surgery. And, and I started questioning why we kept seeing these repeating patients. And that's when I just started, um, looking outside and, and people came into my life at all the right time that introduced me to these different concepts that were very functional medicine um, related and just rocked my world. And, and I was discovering that a lot of what I was, what I was taught, what I was teaching patients was, was not, uh, not really correct anymore, that the research was really pointing in a different direction. And so I went back and got my functional medicine certification and I started helping patients in that way. And I, I mean, I saw some amazing changes in patients that I was able to work with in a more functional medicine way. So, um, so that just kind of opened the door, it kind of opened the floodgate and I just have been interested in, in biohacking and functional medicine and everything we can do to stay just super like vibrant and energetic and just keep our bodies going strong well into retirement. And we don't have to have chronic disease. We don't have to have this slow decline after 40 or 50. 
So I'm um, just, just, just really super passionate about, you know, I, I, I got out of cardiac rehab because I started feeling like I, you know, there's a lot that I can do to help people before they need cardiac rehab. And I think there's just too many people that accept that, you know, once you hit 40 or once you hit 50, there's just this, like the body just starts to break down. You know, you hear it all the time. Oh, what do I expect? I'm 40 or I'm 50. And it's like, nope, you can actually expect a lot more from your body. So let's talk about how to, how to get our body working for us and, and work and do more to keep our bodies strong and healthy. So. Oh, I love yeah. that. We, <laughs> you and I, we, we certainly have some overlap because like you with the traditional system of helping people with their skin and rejuvenation mm -hmm. and all that stuff, uh -huh. I felt like it's almost like the allopathic method more and more people are realizing that it's not good on its own. It's good when it's in conjunction with, say, functional medicine and naturopathic medicine and all of that. And ancient healing practices, come on. It's like yes. allopathic medicine hasn't been around that long. It can't be the be-all, end-all. So when we combine all sorts of different ways that we can support our body, mind, spirit – that's when you're really going to hit the yeah. nail on the head and find what works for you. And you're probably going to have to adjust this as you go through different stages in your life. And when yeah. you mentioned uh, working with, with women, uh, I will actually say that I personally find women that look after themselves in their forties and fifties, they're fit. They're, they're doing the biohacking. They're measuring their metrics. They're not burning themselves out. They're finding that balance with their personal and professional life. They are way hotter in my eyes mm -hmm. than those women in their twenties. And it's yeah. just like, they got that like air about them of I'm a bit of a badass because I figured out a lot of stuff along the way. And that that's a beautiful confidence. And I'm sure you see that people you work with do, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I even just know for myself, you know, that the confidence that I have at this, at this age is beautiful, like way more than oh, thank you way more than in my 20s or even 30s. Like I it's I, I, I was um, never really very um, really sick. You know, there are a lot of insecurities when you're younger. And I just feel like I own it now. And um, that I think that confidence has helped me to um, really go after a lot of things in my life and professionally um, that I'm so grateful for. Yeah, I love it. I love just like taking notes from women like yourself, like you're beautiful. Your skin looks healthy. Your hair looks mm -hmm. healthy. I know you're Thank doing you. some really great work in the world with sharing amazing messages. So everybody, like I really want you to watch this episode on Facebook or YouTube and just like see Angie and see her in her glory. Oh. <laughs> because, you. Uh, you know, when women are on their path and they're figuring out their dharma and why they're here and they're, they're doing some deep stuff in the background, like those are the women that have everyone the highest vibrations around so they are going to literally give off a completely different vibe but they're also going to age the best so you do want to take notes from mm. women like Angie here <laughs> and personally you know I'm in my mid-30s and I've done some biohacking tests and and all sorts of things and actually my, my cardiovascular health was displaying and my gut health so how fortunate fortunate am I to have been able to utilize these sophisticated test to figure out the yellow flags before they become orange and red flags and actually I'm taking literally supplements now 
to support my cardiovascular health and healthy glucose metabolism. I also am taking another one to help increase energy and resistance to stress with adaptogens. And I'm also paying attention to my heart rate and my heart rate variability metrics through mm -hmm. biohacking, which when yeah. you start to see improvements there can be a measure of stress management, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You're like biological age is probably like 12 or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a few tests and, and the I'm waiting on one more and I'll be sharing what the results are because I like to compare different test kits. Yeah. Yeah. To see if... Um, there is some continuity there or something's way off. So I'm keeping that tight lipped for now. What my biological age is, but it is <laughs> okay. younger. Oh, I'm, I don't doubt it at all. Yeah. You look amazing. It's not an accident. Yeah. I, I took care of myself a lot. <laughs> so tell us, tell us about, heart, you know, full transparency. Let's just be real. Uh, I do a lot to look after myself. If you want healthy hair, you have to brush it a certain way. If you want great skin, you got to do your morning and PM routine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I did my dribble rolling demo last night in my recent skin camp and, you know, I do all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I do red, red light for myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Mm -hmm. But tell us, you are a practitioner with HeartMath. So I'm yeah. just going to let you pave the way here. Tell us about yeah, HeartMath and HeartMath. how you work with and utilize it. So, so HeartMath is a, um, it's an assessment and, and an intervention to improve the balance between parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. So uh, most of your listeners probably know, you know, when we're in our sympathetic, we're in our fight or flight. When we're in the parasympathetic, we're in the rest and digest. And um, all of the science is telling us that the more we can spend in our parasympathetic and that rest and digest, more peaceful and calm state, yes, the more, um, the better our longevity and um, we're going to just be healthier. So um, HeartMath, when I hook people up to the HeartMath uh, technology, I'm, I'm looking at their, um, their heart rate variability and looking at um, the, the, both the quantitative and the qualitative um, changes in the beat-to-beat -beat ratio over time. So, so how much variability is there between their beat, you know, heart rate beat-to-beat -beat ratio and what is the organized, what is the pattern? How organized is that, that change over time? So both of those tell us a little bit about their physiology and where they're at in that parasympathetic and sympathetic balance. So um, I, I use it to first assess, like, where are you at? And typically when I'm working with people who are high stress, they're, they're, they're pretty low, pretty low heart. So you want high heart rate variability. That's what we want for, um, for good health. So typically they'll be really low. So I'll work with them. And heart heart math interventions is a, co are a combination of um, breath work and changing the way we think, changing our thought patterns. So it's um, calling to mind a feeling of gratitude or love or appreciation for something or someone or a time in your life. And, and just really letting that, just sitting with that feeling, just really letting that feeling kind of just sink in and just, um, you know, into every cell. And then at the same time, breath work. Um, uh, so I, I did a, a Greg Braden and Joe Dispenza like live event and it was the best thing in the world. And obviously mm. Joe Dispenza is big on heart math, but I can't recall. And I used to say these all the time. What is the phrase gratitude? What is that phrase again? Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm, I'm not sure. There's a specific phrase. It's, um, 
it kind of sounded like fruits of the spirit in a way love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control but this was slightly different and there was a beautiful Mm -hmm. energetic exchange when I would be repeating it in my eye my mind and then provide Mm -hmm. care in some way to someone and there there is an exchange there so it'll come to us yeah not the prayer of loving kindness well, it's that prayer. Why don't you share that? The, the, the prayer of loving kindness. Have you heard of that? Why don't you share that? Oh, um, prayer of loving kindness is um, it's a beautiful um, spiritual practice, and and that would actually also probably serve as a intervention, a heart math intervention. I'm sure that it would improve heart rate variability. And basically, the prayer of loving kindness. Um, there's there's different uh, versions, but it basically goes. May I be healthy? May I be happy? May I be free from fear? May I be free? And then you you pray that for yourself, and then you pray that for someone close to you in your life, and then you pray for some like maybe for someone who is not so close to you, or maybe someone who you are um, having difficulty with, and then you pray it for all of the beings of the world, all of the living beings of the world. So it's a mantra. And so it's very repetitive, which is really nice because it can get you into that very relaxed state um, because you're just basically repeating the same phrase, but then you're extending it to different um, people or beings. So it can also work well for a heart math intervention. That's so cool. And I think that the heart math intervention works more with the Taurus field. Am I correct with that? Oh, I'm not sure about that. Okay, so our bodies, uh, we have a couple of different fields to us. And one of them is the Taurus field. It's kind of like two wormholes, right? So our energy extends supposedly about 10 feet in each direction. Mm-hmm. Now I have a machine called the BioWell. This is uh, currently a practitioner only device. And what it measures is actually the human biofield. Mm-hmm. So that is the quote unquote, etheric field, but actually it's something that we can measure by actually extrapolating the energy coming off of our, our fingertips onto a computer program. And it tells you how many joules your uh, biofield is giving off. And also if you have any permeation susceptibilities in different areas of your body, and then it can actually give you energetic insights as to things that may be starting to happen. I kid you not. I did a reading on myself and it displayed as right eye pain and right jaw pain. Mm. And about two weeks later, I was experiencing that. Wow. So there's a lot cool. to technology that we can start to utilize. So working with, with heart math interventions is great. And uh, I have to say, personally, looking at, we got some biohackers in the house here on the show for sure. I'm sure. It, HRV was my hardest metric. I spent about two years really working on that with tracking with the aura ring and the eight sleep and all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, I have to be honest with you, the eight sleep mattress pad was the one thing that got my, my HRV to just skyrocket because of temperature regulation. And you can get the, the eight sleep mattress pad at Rachel Varga dot ca forward slash favorites i haven't done an episode on this yet but it uh, that temperature regulation while you sleep biggest impact for me for hrv can you expand yeah. on that for temperature regulation because i know when we're in our 40s to 50s we can be experiencing hot flashes and stuff like that too right yeah i know that um that temperature regulation during sleep so getting getting ideal sleep um is is huge for hrv um sleep and and i'm actually finding i'm wearing my aura ring 
And um, I have been fasting. This will be my third day. And my HRV is just going through the roof um, the longer I'm fasting. So for me, that's a big one. Um, and, and, and getting good quality sleep. So when I'm, I'm fasting, my deep sleep is way more like quadrupled. And then uh, my HRV is matching that. Temperature wise also um, is a really important part of getting good sleep and getting good deep sleep, which is again, connected to HRV. And uh, so keeping, you know, whatever you can do to regulate your sleep while you, or regulate your temperature while you sleep. Um, I keep my house super, super cold at night. Um, and a lot of people don't like to turn their temperature down to like 60 or 62, but um, I find that I do sleep better. Um, and I have not had to deal personally with hot flashes yet. So I don't have any personal experience with um, how to uh, regulate those. I do know that um, the functional medicine model in terms of, of the types of food that we eat and exercise and supplements all do seem to really help with hot flashes. I've definitely had friends um, have their hot flashes go away by um, doing the elimination diets that I, um, that I encourage. So you know, it's crazy. One of the, um, I work with a practitioner ex exclusive uh, supplement brand that's been formulated and formulating for 30 years, third-party independent lab tested. And they actually have an estrogen supplement that has research that it helps hot flashes like nice. go away and they actually have a money back guarantee so there are some things on the rachelbarger.ca forward slash store that i can have there and other things i can't so certain things just send me an email or dm me info at rachelbarger.ca to get access to that but there are yeah i would say sleep is number one for aging well but yeah, the, the huge link with um, utilizing your sleep to improve your HRV was exactly how I did it too. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything that you think that we should know about heart math and how we say at home can utilize some of the information out there on heart math? Yeah. So um, heart math is definitely very accessible for the individual. You can get your own um, little sensor, it clips to your ear, and then you just download the, um, the inner balance um, app on your phone and you can, it comes with all kinds of pre um, pre-developed different um, sort of guided meditations to help you you know, know what to do to improve. Um, you can go through their meditations It teach. I mean, there's all kinds of tutorials on there to learn about heart, um, heart math and heart rate variability. So um, I think it's a wonderful way. It's, I mean, the biofeedback is huge, right? Like you can meditate and think you're relaxed, but, but heart math actually tells you, like it tells you where you're at in that um, parasympathetic, sympathetic balance. So I think the biofeedback is really helpful and it is a great way to just have something that is a structured part of your, your, your meditation practice. And we know how important meditation and, and just mindfulness and relaxation are. So um, yeah, I, I, I used it a lot with my cardiac patients, especially when they would come in with high blood pressure so that's one thing that can, I, I, I seen blood pressures drop 20, 30, um, millimeters just by doing a, a heart math intervention. And I would, um, probably be correct in assuming that if you were to utilize heart math in your previous allopathic setting, people would look at you sideways and think that you're offering snake oil, right? Yeah, pretty much. 
<laughs> yeah, it's really it's really mm-hmm. too bad what's what's happening uh, in the institutions lately. It's like, why not just actually look at the research? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had I had doctors tell patients, you know, um, you can try doing that kind of stuff if you want, but it's not going to make a difference. But also as the observer, they could potentially even have an impact on that as well. Right. Right. If, yeah. if we're getting kind of like deep because we know that there is something such a thing as the observer effect and things like mm-hmm. that. So, uh, yeah, I love going down the rabbit hole with a lot of the teachers out there like Greg Braden, Joe Dispenza talking about this stuff and a lot of the profound healings that are occurring from this. So if this is the first time you're hearing about HeartMap, please do a deep dive. It'll be a really positive deep dive and maybe even distract you from some other things happening in the world that might negatively impact your HIV. <laughs> right. All right. So let's get a little nature baby here. Uh, Ooh, let's yay. talk about the mm-hmm. physiological benefits of forest therapy. What are your oh, favorite? Love benefits? it. Love it. Love it so much. Um, my gosh, this is like my favorite thing now. Um, getting out into the woods is, um, it is absolutely therapy. Um, so, um, I have, um, I have been enjoying forest therapy for a lot of reasons and I know that it's not just me. So when you get out into the woods, there are these, um, organic compounds in the air, in the forest aerosols called terpenes. And those are given off by different plant life and trees in the, in the forest. And there's different terpenes that are, um, that are put out by different types of forests. And they have um, anti-inflammatory benefit, anti-cancer benefit, neuroprotective benefit. So, um, so it's not like just woo-woo, like there's, there's science that shows like what happens And there's lots of PubMed articles on this, on what, you know, like what happens when we get out into these different types of forests. Um, And then the microbes that are in the air and in the dirt and different types of of natural environments. So whether you're in a more of like um, an evergreen forest or an oak savanna, or you're over at the coast, like you're gonna have different types of of compounds and, and microbes. And so those are all really good for our own microbiome. And as your listeners probably know, like our, you know, our skin has its own microbiome and that's part of our skin health. So really taking care of our microbiome means that we are exposing it to different natural spaces that we're getting into these beautiful different spaces and they have different, and you can just feel it sensually. Like you can, you can smell the difference in different types of forests and, um, and it just, you know, it smells different. It feels different. And, and that's all of those different um, compounds are, are helping our microbiome to be more balanced and to have a good variety of bacteria. So so it's good on all those different levels um, and just, you know, earthing, you know, if you go out and like I can't go on a trail run without hugging a tree. Um, I just I, you know, I've got a million tree hugging selfies um, because it's just like there's something about the trees. And, you know, there, there, there's all kinds of uh, research now about the aliveness of trees, you know, and how trees communicate with each other in the, in the forest and that they're not just this kind of life, you know, I mean, they're not just this thing, like they're actually communicating. They're actually more alive than we even realize. And so I love to just get out there. I love to hug trees. I love to just be in the forest. Um, And I, and just, 
the um the the solitude even if i'm with friends like we don't talk the whole time sometimes we're all just kind of in our own solid you know um solitude and just able to kind of meditate and just be in this peaceful quiet amazing majestic place I love that. That was a really nice breakdown. The terpenes, the microbes, grounding. So grounding is going to support your uh, mitochondrial function through uh, ba more balanced uh, ionic gradient. But for me, some of the things that I like to enjoy the benefit of for my skin when I am doing my off-grid days, which I live for, and I'm going to be doing that shortly uh, later today with my girlfriend, but it actually accessing the moisture in the air. So when you get out of the city and you're in a forest, automatically it the temperature drops easy five, six degrees. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more moisture in the air. I actually live on a, in a West Coast uh, rainforest, technically. And I just, I, I noticed it in my skin for about five, six days after I've done almost a whole day outside. It's my skin is just extra glowy. And it's, it's really picking up on also the, the moisture, right? Yes. And also the biggest thing for me, I really got into, um, you know, we're talking like full on bush days, off grid days. Mm -hmm. I actually needed to for my cognitive functioning and concussion. So, and, and headaches oh. and things like that. So I actually did it for essentially a nervous system detox, Wow. Therapy along the way, getting in the mm -hmm. waterfalls, streams, oceans. Yes. And I would use the cold therapy to make myself manage my stress response. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I think that everybody should start doing because I actually really hurt my wrist the other day. Uh, I was doing um, a kickboxing drill with my husband and I wasn't wearing gloves. And he's like, Rachel do a spinning back fist and I do them all the time I've been doing spinning back fist with um, Muay Thai kickboxing style for 10 years and I missed the bag and I smoked this metal bar here oh and I wasn't sure if I broke my wrist and because I'm just getting back into exercising my aim isn't quite the same as it used to be because of injuries and what did I do I went immediately into breath work mm. the same type of breathwork I do in order to manage cold therapy it was fascinating it was just like in the is, zone. That a, is that a Wim Hof thing or something no else? I it's just like a really slow deep mm. conscious yeah. breathing so that I don't freak out when I'm in the Love ocean it. for nine minutes up to my jawline mm -hmm. here in Canada and wow. uh, I think that being able to train your body to kind of like hack your nervous system is a great way so that when you, is a, it's a great tool so that when you are faced with a stressor in your work life, professional life, say there's a task that lands on your table that like you have to clear the decks for and handle right away or some emergency, you can just ground, center, balance and align yourself automatically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do Imagine. the cold therapy as well, um, just with cold showers, but it's the breathing that helps you do it. Yeah, I mean, you absolutely. Can't, you can't do it if you haven't figured out that slow, deep breathing. And I, I'm curious from your perspective, if more individuals understood how to regulate their nervous system mm. through cold exposure, uh, things like that, that 
long term, they'd have a better HRV, better HR, and their yeah. cardiovascular disease risk would likely go way down. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a friend who got her dad to do <clears throat> it was one of the Wim Hof um, exercises that he she got him to do. And he was taking three medications for his blood pressure. And he got off of all three after like a month of doing the cold exposure. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. I'm a total wimp. I, I can't do it for very long, but I do try to do it as, you know, as often as I can. Um, after, after my warm shower, I try to finish with cold. So I know there's a cryotherapy, um, just down the street from me that I'm going to go try sometime. Yeah, it's funny when you talk to different practitioners, I have a great uh, TCM acupuncturist, and they actually don't like the concept of cold exposure for mm. it's like messing with your yin and your yang and stuff like that. Mm. So I'm super intuitive with it. Like if I feel like I need it, then I'll do it. But I actually haven't um, done intense cold therapy like I used to because I pretty much had to do it for pain and nervous system reset. But the other mm -hmm. thing I want to talk about here is cognitive benefits. We've talked about cardiovascular, but we also uh, we're dealing with a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety lately. Uh, mm -hmm. I have some amazing um, options to just help you stay super clear and function as well. So high functioning as well. So email me. But I find when I'm in nature and you're exploring new trails and hiking you're really tapping into developing your neuroplasticity. Yes. So tell me how mm. you work with that too. I love that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the, the other benefits of just being in the forest and earthing and grounding are definitely stress reduction. That, I mean, that's like a huge benefit for it. Um, and just like I, when I first started running with this group of ultra runners, they were taking me on all these trails I'd never been on. And I remember just feeling totally out of like, out of sorts. I didn't have any direction really where we were, where we were going. And we come out on these fire roads and I think that we needed to go one way, but we actually needed to go the other way. And, and this was like for months we would be doing this and, and we'd get to the end of a, of a trail and they'd say, okay, which way Angie? And I would point all, all most of the time in the wrong direction. And they're like, nope, <laughs> it's this way. And I, it took me a while. And eventually I started to get my bearings in the woods. And I never thought I would be the person that would be taking new people out and, and confusing new people and getting them lost in the woods. But I, I finally figured it out and it, and it just feels so good to have my brain, um, and, you know, just to be out in the woods and have a sense of where I am now. And so obviously, you know, neuroplasticity is happening because I'm, I've been able to go from feeling completely lost and, and out of sorts to feeling totally, you know, comfortable and at home with where I'm at and which direction to go. And um, it's just, it, it's, and it's a confidence thing too. You know, it's just like, okay, I've got this. Like, I'm the one that knows the way now. I'm the guide now. I can bring the newbies along and and um, get them to fall in love with this now. Yeah, it's a confidence thing. And it's also an adventure thing. Absolutely. So when we're talking about, you know, really what we're talking about here on the show is how to be faster, fitter and healthier, you're yes. going to be, you know, quicker in your mind and with your body, the more dialed in that you're going to the more dialed in you are with your with your health and wellness, you'll be fitter, being outside moving around with that beautiful body of yours. 
and also happier. But the adventure is a big part of my life as well. I love adventuring. How do you feel when you're in that kind of like childlike adventure mindset? Oh my gosh, I love that. I, I mean, there are so many times where I'm up in the woods and um, these woods are just like my backyard, which is such a blessing. I can just, you know, head out the front door and, and be in the woods within a mile. And and I'll be out there and every season it's like a different experience, right? And it's like, I know you experience that. It's like you go out in the spring and it's totally different from the fall. And and I've been out there so many times with running friends and running through these just beautiful, lush, green, moss covered just forests. And I am and I literally will say this is a playground like this is nature's best playground. There's nothing like this. And then immediately I have this sense of sadness that there are so many people that have never experienced that. Like never, like if they go on a hike, they might go on a hike through one of like the local little parks, but they don't even get a fraction of the experience when they don't go deeper into the forest. And I'm no, I am not suggesting anybody be an ultra runner. Like there's something kind of crazy about that. And it's not necessarily the best thing in the world for your body. Um, I, I love it. Um, but you can get out into the forest and, and not have to be doing ultras and, it is, it is a playground out there. It is just, it is so amazing and beautiful. And like the, just the sights and, and the smells and you're just, you're running on these trails and you're just like, you feel like it, like you, like a child, like you just said, it's a, it's a childlike adventure and there's just nothing like it. And for some reason, we've kind of been programmed to not live that way. It's like you have to fit in this box for this position and this box for this job and blah, 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 blah. But really, you know, if you want to hack your life and be, you know, faster, 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 <laughs> fitter and happier, you got to have that childlike mindset. So it's funny. I actually have a picture of myself holding a budgie when I was like, I don't know, four or five picture up there with my mom when I'm like three. Yes, mom. I know you're always listening to my show. So <laughs> shout out to you for being a rock star mom. I love you so much. <laughs> and we forget that we forget to be like, oh, let's just like be like a kid. Or sometimes I'll ask my partner to hug me and like not let go. Just like how your, you know, your parents or your grandparents parents would hug you and they're trying to like mm -hmm. squeeze you and tickle you on the couch when you're three, four years old. Mm. We forgot about that. Like how good is that feeling for our heart rate and heart rate variability as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just that joy of, of just being out in those, in those spaces. And I would just love to get more people to have a, a similar experience in nature, you know, to just, I think uh, so many people like and this is not a judgment thing at all, but I feel like so many people like their playground is going to the city or going to Vegas or going, you know, like they're, everything is like very artificial and, and no, nothing wrong with that. But I think we, if, if they're not able to experience the magic of a forest and what that really can do just for mind, body and spirit, like there's just something about it that you can't duplicate in any other way. So, you know, I would love to get um, more and, and women, especially like, you know, with um, women in their 40s and 50s, especially those that have given all of their attention to their to their family, and they've maybe put themselves last, like those are the women I would love to have, you know, get out into the woods and get to have this very sensual experience. So I remember one of my clients, 
um, she was really struggling with um, making some of her health goals. And so we did a session where we just talked about values. Like I just wanted to get a sense of what, where her values were because um, we just weren't making a lot of progress. And so when it came down to it, sensuality was like her top value. And I never would have figured that out because, because everything we were doing was just very um, kind of practical and all of her goals were very practical. And when we did the values exercise, sensuality like came to the top. And I asked her, when did you last feel sensual? When did you last have an experience of like sensuality? And, and she said it was like before she had kids and she and her husband would go out um, on the water and they would go and just like be out in nature, like with their kayaks and, and just be out in these like natural spaces on the water. And it's like, that it was like, I just, it just really resonated with me. I'm like, you need to get outside girl. You need to have these times for yourself where you're out in nature and like get your sensuality back. Well, I mean, unfortunately, let's just be real here. We've basically been told to stay inside for almost two years now in yeah, many places had, in the world. Yes, forests were closed. <laughs> and really, I mean, I live for the playground of the forest. Yes. So I don't live to, you know, go get dressed up, date night with hubby. Like, yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay, that's fine. And of course, I freaking love Vegas. Like, don't get, don't get me wrong. Yeah. There's some amazing right. shows there. Yes. Who doesn't like Vegas? Right. But uh, the playground of the forest is what I live for. It's like, I will get all my work done that I need to do to my amazing uh, support for my lovely clients. I love you all so much, in case you don't know that. I did a testimonial post uh, the other day. Love you all so, so much. And we, we need to learn how to create the life of our dreams and the life that the inner child of us would want us to have, right? But it's really interesting when you mentioned your client that you weren't making progress with and she was wanting more sensuality in her life. That's a very feminine quality. Now, a lot of us are being trained to be work and sell in the masculine, myself included. When you go to a university, you're taught to behave this way. Then when you learn to you know, work within our network of like-minded healers across the globe uh you know we're taught to sell this way and this and behave this way yep. and it's very masculine so there's men and women that are all just like what's this feminine masculine kind of stuff trust me when i'm more in the feminine everything in my life is easier and more yep. enjoyable mm-hmm can you expand on that with that's with us bringing up Agreed. yeah um that's so funny that you should bring that up because for so long i was so so much in my masculine and um just like i can do it i don't need help i don't you know like just um very like strong will that i could take care of everything myself and just didn't felt like if i accepted help from someone that was that was a weakness and I know that that was not helpful in previous relationships because, you know, you need that dynamic, right? You need that polarity. And, and I was being too, too much in my masculine and, and, and coming into my feminine and, and realizing that this is not a weak place to come from. This is actually a very strong place. And I think that's part of why I love the forest so much more now because I'm allowing myself to just like fully feel it and just be just my scent, like really explore and enjoy my sensuality more. Like 
I, I'm out there and I go, you know, like I'll be covering the same trails that I've covered a hundred times, but I feel it so much that it never gets old. Like I'm just like, and I've posted that on Facebook, like, nope, never gets old. Same trail I've done a hundred times, but that sunrise is still beautiful. Like it's, I'm, I'm just so much more in my sensuality. And, um, and I think that when you can fully like embrace that femininity, um, you're more approachable um people relate to you more and i think all of this has has come at the this amazing time in my life you know just like the, just the the trail running and the starting my business and um having to um find ways to be more approachable and more relatable so that i can be successful and all of this is like owning that femininity and, and it doesn't, you know, I, I think, you know, a, a funny story that, you know, I went out to um, meet a new friend for a trail run that I had just, I had posted, you know, that I was looking for more people to trail run with and um, just on this local running group page. And um, so I met up with somebody for a run for the first time. And it was happened to be this guy who was getting his PhD at OSU. And so it was just the two of us that ended up running that day. And we had a great time, did about six miles. And then he's like, well, let's do this again next week. And so we did. And, and I'm just thinking, great, I have a new running friend. And after two running two runs together, he asked me out and he, I'm pretty sure I told him my age and I knew he was quite a bit younger. And then I found out that the second day we ran was his birthday and he was turning 29. <laughs> and so I'm just like he and he asked me out and we ended up dating for a couple of months. And this is not, not nothing about this is to brag. It's just to say, like, I was so in my femininity and, and so confident and so full of life that I this age difference didn't make a difference to him, you know, like. And so we dated for a couple of months and it was really beautiful. And then, you know, he graduated and left left the state. But um, like, you know, women can be super sensual and super confident and super in love with life. And um, if you're single, you know, you can feel confident that other you know, men will be attracted to that. And that's, that was, but that was really helpful to me as a single woman, you know, to know that like, I, you know, that those things were attractive to someone much younger. <laughs> I love it. I also love when my clients date younger men. <laughs> kind of want to just like fist pump them yeah, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Nice work. Okay. I had a bit of an epiphany last night talking because I've been doing a lot of work with like the divine feminine lately and like beauty and radiance. Come on. Like how much more feminine topics of like life dharma work could you possibly think of? But I'm also like super masculine. <laughs> huh? um, so I, I kind of had a bit of an epiphany. I was hanging out with my girlfriend last night. We do like these super long two hour meditations and like I wow. do a lot of work around that mm -hmm. uh, quite frequently. So the funny thing is like being submissive is not the same as surrendering. So this is a big block I had mm -hmm. with allowing more femininity in my life was I thought that being feminine, like, oh, that's just being submissive. And I'm like friggin' alpha, right? So uh, mm -hmm. it's not the same. It's, it's right. surrendering is very feminine and it's also very freeing and also can really allow us to just like take a load off and help with our stress yes. levels, right? Yes, absolutely. Love that. 
Yeah. So when we're talking about being faster, fitter, happier, being in that more feminine mindset is going to uh, just I'll encourage you to navigate your life a little bit differently. So let's just get into the 3D for a hot second. Talk about our physical bodies there um, now. So what are the benefits of getting outside for exercise, for movement versus going to a gym or a studio? So, um, and absolutely nothing against like going to your favorite Zumba class or yoga class, like do those things. Absolutely. Like the community is wonderful and, and the, the therapies are wonderful. Um, I feel like getting outside is so, so important on a daily basis. So natural light is a huge part of hormonal regulation and neurotransmitter regulation. I'm sure you know that and your listeners know that. Um, and so I, you know, even if, I have a, a yoga class or some kind of indoor thing. I still make sure that I get outside at, at least a couple times a day and get that direct sunlight into my eyeballs and on my skin because we're meant for that. We're like, you know, solar powered in a way like we need that. Um, and so that's a big part of it is just outdoor exposure is is really important, you know, helps regulate sleep. Um, your sleep hormone, melatonin. Um, and then again, just if you can get out and be in natural spaces and and have exposure to those different microbes and terpenes and um, hugging a tree, you know, there's just something about that that's not, you're not going to get from being indoors. And are we looking at the trees or are the trees looking at us? Oh, I love that question. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think I saw I that on social. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I love that. I, there's there's so much happening in those forests that I don't think we're really truly aware of, and that's yeah. part of the magic of being out there, for sure. And when you were talking about you know the greatest good of of humanity and also all living things, um, we're not the only animals with sentience. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So who are we to think that we're the ones looking at the trees? They're probably checking us out be like, yeah, they got good vibes right? now. They got terrible yeah. vibes. Let's help them out a little bit. I love it. <laughs> Let's give them yeah. some more terpene. Right. Shower them. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? They yeah. could be, you know, uh, doing some things behind the background that we, we actually do know about. So that's, I answered my own question. <laughs> I just, I like, I love thinking about things in slightly different ways and mm -hmm. kind of breaking those programs of like, no, we're, I mean, yes, we're supposedly stewards of the earth and animals and things like that. But, you know, the, we're on this planet together. There's probably yeah. more of an exchange than we think. Absolutely. So why is it important for women in their forties and fifties to get outside every day? So like I said earlier, I, I have found that in my interactions in social media and the people that I have, um, that have responded to my posts and that I've engaged with, um, many of the women in, in this age group are finding that they're, they're seeing kind of a slow decline in, in various health parameters. And they're starting to notice, they're noticing weight gain. They're noticing that their energy levels are low. They're not sleeping well. They're stressed out. And they're not necessarily putting their own self-care at, at the highest level priority. And getting outside is, again, there's just so much benefit and therapy to that. So when you, force, when you, when you make a point of doing that, you are taking care of yourself in a sense. You're making a priority of getting outside. You're getting that natural light. Ideally, you're getting into those natural spaces, but um, this age group, I really feel like needs to 
re-embrace their, their own self-care and their own health and vitality. And we have the opportunity at this age to really make a difference in the trajectory. And I, you know, having worked in cardiac rehab for 23 years, I want to help people avoid having to go to cardiac rehab. I mean, you know, it's, it's a wonderful program for people who need it. Absolutely. But I would rather have and people to clarify, sorry, those yeah. that would be seeking those types of services, say, for example, would have recently had a heart attack or yeah. high blood so pressure. Anyone, Can you just clarify that? Yeah, absolutely. A cardiac rehab is a great program for anybody that's had any kind of cardiac event. So whether it's a heart attack, um, bypass surgery, valve repairs, um, having been diagnosed with heart failure. So anything like that, you want to have the monitoring, you want to go to cardiac rehab, and you want to have um, the clinical surveillance, the telemetry monitoring while you're exercising to make sure that your heart is responding appropriately to the exercise. So you can get, you know, stronger and fitter under, under supervision and know that you're doing it safely. Um, and so it's great. And I, you know, huge, um, um, fan of it and, and worked in that field for a long time. I now am just really passionate about wanting to help people prevent, um, to just really have their absolute best health and well-being and vitality and joy and, and just passion um, for life and to, to get off of that, um, downward spiral where they just, you know, energy levels just keep getting worse. Sleep gets worse. Stress gets worse. I'm curious working in cardiac rehab. I'm sure you have some colleagues and things like that, um, that are like, they have their fingers on the pulse with what's happening in North America, uh, with our population. Are you, are you, are they seeing more younger individuals oh, absolutely. needing to access us? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. By the time I left that job, we had, um, I had worked with a 38 year old, um, who had had a heart attack. Um, and we had, you know, several in their forties. And when I first started in cardiac rehab and so this would have been, um, 98, um, we didn't have patients younger than, Mm, maybe late fifties. So it has re like the number of people having chronic cardiovascular issues at younger ages is and anecdotally in my experience is way higher. It's crazy to me. What and do it, you it's, inflammation. it's inflammation. inflammation. It is inflammation. We have, there are so many con contributors to chronic inflammation in our lifestyle now. And just the food system, I mean, the standard American diet is horrific. <laughs> and I even see like these, you know, trail runners that like they finish with a, a long trail run and they head straight to McDonald's or they have someone bring them donuts during like for the midpoint of a long run. And it's like, you're just adding inflammation to inflammation. Like, you know, doing these long, crazy runs is inflammatory. It's, you know, I'm not going to lie. And then you're eating that crap. You're just adding to the, to the inflammation. And then, you know, I mean, and we're just, we're as a, as a society, we're eating the worst, most inflammatory food. We're stressed out, which is inflammatory. We're not sleeping, which is inflammatory. So yeah, it's just I, a bad recipe. I wonder why our government organizations are not promoting a less inflammatory type of lifestyle. Well, Heck, we're being hmm. promoted to go through drive throughs and get takeout right now. Like, come on. Like, 
are are our systems wanting to make us sick? Like, is it, could it be any more obvious? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. All right. I just, I need to. There's no money in wellness. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it's just really frustrating. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm part of uh, a huge organization here in Canada and we're seeing signals of very young individuals suffering from myocarditis. Yeah. And like, I'm literally on Zoom calls with a cardiologist talking about the signals Mm. that they're seeing in our societies. And so if say, uh, any of you listening have a youngster, or have a a son or daughter that's dealing with with some of the stuff, you need to get on top of it. And you really need to get on top of the inflammation 100% agree with you. I, I have a lot of uh, women meeting with me aged 40 to 50, and they're complaining of thinning skin, sun damage, not looking as good as they feel. And then I help them organize their, their skincare routine, dermal rolling for promoting collagen, and also some insights into some in-clinic laser rejuvenation and all of this. But really, it's the lifestyle, it's the biohacking, it's becoming really in tune with cultivating and strengthening your body, mind, spirit, energy practices. It's all part of the process. So Mm -hmm. if you're listening and you have a youngster in your life that's already showing issues around their cardiovascular functioning, encourage them to seek out a less inflammatory type of lifestyle because I really... um, foresee that future generations are just going to be sicker and sicker and sicker and more reliant and more reliant. And we really want to uh, encourage you to be as self-reliant as absolutely possible. And that's going to allow you to live your fastest, fitter and happier life ever being more self-reliant. You're going to have confidence around that, but it does take time to develop those skills. But when you start to employ them, those around you are going to start to notice how good you look too. And we Mm -hmm. have to lead by example. Yes, absolutely. So do you have any closing remarks for our episode recording today? This has been a lot of fun. Oh, it's been so much fun. Um, I would just say um, that don't, don't accept whatever health issues you're having um, whatever sort of slow decline you might be seeing, like, don't just accept it as a part of aging. There's so much we can do to keep our bodies going really strong. And I feel better at 50 than I've ever felt in my entire life. And it's not magic. It's, it's, it's accessible to everyone. And I, and no one, people don't have to be ultra runners. They just need to get outside, get into natural spaces eat an anti-inflammatory diet, learn how to breathe right, learn how to manage stress, learn how to get into their parasympathetic um, balance, you know, life. There's, you know, mindset um, and you have to love yourself. You have to love yourself enough to do these things, to take care of yourself. And if, if you're, if you're struggling with that, then, you know, that's a whole nother thing, but that needs to be addressed. And, and just don't give up. Like there's this, you know, so many years of just amazing health and adventure ahead of you. And um, you can just really embrace it and and just have the best life. And as a, as a coach, that's my goal is to help people achieve that. Absolutely. And, you know, just got to do the medical disclaimer here. If you think you have a medical mm-hmm. condition, you might 
seek the guidance of a licensed physician. Uh, everything we cover here is educational information purposes only. And uh, th it's just resources, right? These are just resources to help yeah. you strengthen your body, my spirit, energy. There's going to be some things that I say here or guests say that, you know, I don't necessarily agree with or, you know, completely resonate with, but it's just sharing things. And so based on your values, you can then pick up things to then sprinkle into your routines as well. And when we're talking about a low inflammatory diet and lifestyle, uh, this also plays into, you know, you're going to get clear skin in the process too. So I recently recorded a clear skin masterclass. This is a free masterclass that you can listen to here on YouTube just just search on my YouTube channel for the clear skin masterclass, you'll find it. And I actually cover tips for having less inflammation in the skin, which obviously, your cardiovascular system is going to benefit from mm -hmm. all other systems, everything's connected guys. But I talk about a low histamine diet, and ways to cultivate food choices that aren't going to lead to your inflammation. So if you're like, oh, where the heck do you start with doing a, a low inflammatory lifestyle, you have to start with your foods. So that's why I talk about certain Absolutely. test kits on here on the show. Um, my favorite test kits, shout out to Rachel Varga dossier forward slash favorites. You can get all my favorite things there for helping you with your food, um, different, you know, mitochondrial NAD support supplements. We didn't get a chance to talk about red light therapy, but you did mention mm -hmm. light. You just get natural light outside. You don't need a fancy red light panel to do this either. Sometimes it just makes it more convenient if we're in our homes more, we're working from home more, things like that. But 100%, super simple. I want you guys to start your day off with getting outside. I love the sun. I'm not one of those skin experts that are just like, stay away from the sun, slather yourself in sunscreen. No, mm -hmm. the sun is the most unadulterated source of energy that we have in our in our solar system, right? This is a huge yes. freaking star. I mean, it's yes. sweet. Amazing. But get that early sunrise or early in the morning light in your eyes. It's mm -hmm. going to open up some beautiful pathways for hormone regulation. And also, I love sun gazing in the evening as well. So working with your circadian rhythm, not pushing through that, forcing through that, being more feminine with your rhythm. Heck, I'm taking a, a hormone balance saying protein drink here when you see me drinking this yellow stuff it's amazing mm -hmm. it's going to help with your with your hunger so ghrelin and leptin are hunger hormones mm -hmm. and so when i have this in the morning i actually find uh i'm more satiated throughout the day clear-headed stuff like that this is okay. such a fun episode and angie yeah. where can everybody hang out with you and find you um, well, I have a um, Facebook page. It's just a uh, Facebook Heart Wellness Coaching. And then I will have my website, heartwellnesscoaching.com will be up soon. I'm hoping in the next couple of days. And um, once you um, find me on either of those two um, platforms, um, you can join me in any, I, I'll be doing group programs to get people to guide people through um, a sort of a lifestyle reset to reclaim your health kind of reset program. And then I also offer one-on-one -on -one, uh, wellness coaching as well. And then I'll have, I have a, um, a private Facebook group that people can join as well. So mom, I know you're listening. I want you to start to follow Angie here <laughs> because yeah. we, we, you know, we need this more holistic, outlook for supporting our cardiovascular health and wellness. And heck, if, if things were starting to show up for me in my mid thirties, if you're my age and you know, you're a new mom or whatever, working professional, 
we have to pay attention to this stuff um, so that we're going to pull the Jane Fonda without the three facelifts. That's the plan, everybody. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> all right. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure spending the morning with you here, Angie. As you all know, I live for the woods. I live for my off-grid day. So that's exactly what I'm doing shortly after here. And uh, if you've all tuned in so far this long, I love you so much. Be sure to subscribe here on the Rachel Varga official YouTube channel. Hit the like button and help support the channel here too. And also the bell so that you know when I go live next and new episodes are dropped. Share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, leave a testimonial. What have you enjoyed learning about today? Because it signals to me, I'm all about signals it signals to me what i should be doing more of so everybody have a fantabulous day stay beautiful stay radiant be faster fitter happier do yes. what feels right for you thank you angie for hanging out with us all here today the pleasure has been mine thank you have an amazing rest of your day everybody